many people can say, you know, we've been doing these Holy Spirit services for like six months now, maybe a little longer. It's been amazing, you know, absolutely amazing. And so necessary for where we're at as a church and what God is doing and sending us out into new places. And so necessary that we have that fresh measure of just that power and that presence, you know, that we soak in all the time. And boy, it changes, it does powerful things for us in our walk daily, doesn't it? How many people can honestly say that as a result of just sitting in the, this presence and just being here on a weekly basis, that it is it has done something for your life, your prayer life, your faith, right? It's grown your faith. You know, boy, it's, it's so good. It's so amazing that really you just kind of desire to stay in it all the time, don't you? I mean, you just kind of stay in it. And we come here on these Holy Spirit services on Tuesday nights, and for the most part, it seems to be that most people can really get engaged in that and can really get sort of lost in the presence, if you will, in the Spirit of God, really experiencing Him powerfully. But that's not necessarily the case for everybody just day to day, you know, throughout our lives as we go about all the other things that God has called us to do. We know he's got a lot of things for us to do, right? Not necessarily every part of our time isn't accounted for here on Tuesday nights. So we want to take that with us. We want to just sort of be in that presence and in that spirit all the time, really. But when we're not here on Tuesday nights, when we're not, when we come here and you've got the worship and you've got the praise around you and, you know, everything just kind of really ushers you into that place. But a lot of times we tend to approach getting in the presence or the spirit with God kind of like on a more of an intellectual level. We go into prayer and we think, okay, what, what should I pray for? You know, what are the things I want to cover here in prayer? There's a, there's a, it's like your mind engages first. And uh, even when we open the Word of God, many times, and I know this is the case for me, so I'm saying it, but many times when you open the Word and, and okay, what am I reading? I'm understanding what's going on here. Let me figure out what's going on in this setting and any circumstances and what's, what's the backdrop and all this, you know. And again, here we have this mental step that happens before anything else. And really, getting in the presence of God and just staying in the Spirit, it isn't anything to do with that at all. It's a heart thing, right? I mean, when you think about your thanksgiving for God, you're just praise for how amazing and awesome He is, that longing you have for Him. You don't think about it first. It's in your heart, 
and it just comes out of there and then your mind sort of catches up to your heart right you just you you engage with your spirit man and you get in that place and in that presence with God and the mind just kind of follows right along with where the spirit is leading you the Bible you know gives us pretty clear indications of that in the book of Proverbs in chapter 3 it says verses 5 and 6 you know trust in the Lord with all your what heart and lean not on your own understanding so it's telling us you know when you are seeking towards God don't don't set your mind set your the mental aspect aside and engage with your heart engage with your spirit man and allow the presence of God and the power and the great things of God to just start to manifest and, and be real to you right there where you're at in your life. Sometimes we do tend to begin with our minds, you know, and, and then we kind of cross over past that point and then we sort of get into the presence and into the spirit of God and you know I'd say that as long as we get there as long as we can get ourselves to that place that's what's important right and just being in that state or in that just resting in that on a continual basis go with me to the book of 1st Corinthians chapter 2 you know, and it says here, uh, verse 11, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God, and we have been this, given the Spirit of God. So, much of our time can be spent on a mental activity that goes on on more of a mental level, an intellectual level, if you will. But, what we're reading here in Corinthians is pretty clear that God doesn't move and doesn't communicate by those means. That's not the frequency or the wavelength, if you will, that God moves by his spirit in our lives through. God says here, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God, and we've been given the spirit. So, the wavelength that God is moving in and operating on is by, the, is by the Spirit. It's not by the understanding or the intellect. And so our endeavor, if you will, is to have more of the activity in our lives happening on the spiritual wavelength as opposed to on the mental wavelength. And... The key is to just be able to operate and, and walk in that consistently throughout our days 
regardless of the circumstances of the environment around us. As I was saying before, many of us, we come here tonight on, on an amazing service, and it seems like it's just oh, every time the Spirit of God just, boom, powerfully shows up, and we, we just get there, you know, I would say for the most part, pretty easily. But it's not the same way when we go about our days and our lives the rest of the time through the week outside of this place. But it doesn't have to be that way. We can be in that mode of being in the Spirit and just walking with the Spirit regardless of what the environment around us is, whether it's making it easier for us necessarily because of the things that are happening with the worship and, and all that being here engaged together, you know, makes it easier to get to that place. But regardless of what's happening in the environment around us, that I'm, say, I'm submitting to you that we can continue to stay in that presence and in that power and strength of God all through our days and all through our weeks, all the time, regardless of the natural conditions around us. You know, I was, I've got a bunch of little kids, right, little girls, and so once bedtime hits and everybody's asleep, man, I'm like on stealth operating mode, right? I mean, I don't want to make a noise going through the house and wake one of them up because then one wakes the other one up and then they're all up and it's like you do bedtime all over again. And, you know, that takes a while in my house when you got five of them and getting them all rested and set down or whatever. So I try to move around like in the dark. If I don't have to flip on a light, I don't flip on a light. And so it just occurred to me through this week as I was going through, going around in the dark that I, I'm reaching out and I know exactly where like the handle for the door is. Pitch dark, Right. I walk, I take, I don't even know how many steps, but it's like, okay, I think I'm at the door. I reach out, boom, there the handle is. Pull the door open, I walk in, I reach for the, whatever I'm trying to grab, you know, my phone off the nightstand or something, and, and I'm, I'm feeling my way around, and I, I know I'm, I'm operating to, in a point where I can get things done, and I know where things are at, regardless of, of my ability to see. I'm going somewhere, I promise you. And I believe that walking in the Spirit of God is not so different, really. Doesn't matter if I've got a great worship team right here next to me. Doesn't matter if I'm around fellow believers. Doesn't matter if I'm doing in a shopping mall. It doesn't, you know, regardless of what's happening, the Spirit can still be moving and at work in my life and through me, regardless of what senses may be stimulated at the time, right? You can take away sight and you can take away hearing, but I can still feel things and I can still make my way around. And the Spirit of God is immune to any of our natural stimulations. There's none of that that causes that to cease or, or stifles it if we, wouldn't, if we won't allow it to. It can, can just continue to flow right through us and, and in us, in us and through us.
And I believe that as believers, we desire for that to be the case, right? To just have the, the power of God and this, that sweet spirit of God at work and moving in our lives all the time. But, you know, it'll manifest itself differently in different ways. I mean, you may be in a, engaged in worship on a night like tonight, or we may be hearing the word, but in other times, as we're moving and the Spirit of God is moving us, it may be that we're uh, just doing our daily tasks unto the Lord, or we may be sharing encouraging words with other people around us, or we may be just giving Him praise for the wonderful things that we recognize are here in His creation. So being in the Spirit isn't necessarily confined to one way of, 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 it doesn't look like one thing, right? It looks like what it looks like whenever it's happening through us as God's will intends for it to be. And so in order to continue to stay in the spirit and moving in that presence and power of God, we have to acknowledge, first of all, that it isn't, an endeavor of our own ability or our own senses or our own wits or understanding, but it's, it's a spiritual matter. It's a spiritual matter. Go with me to the book of Galatians in chapter 5. And starting there in verse 16, you know, Paul's he's kind of talking about the fruits of the Spirit, and he's talking about walking in the Spirit. And so, just to maybe pause there for a minute and say that I guess where my passion and my heart is tonight, what I think God is really wanting to just say to all of us is that, much like what Pastor Rick has been stressing over these last number of weeks, we'll say like the last month or two, that it's, it's more about the outworkings of this. It's more about what this is producing in our daily lives that, that this is really for, right? Because we get to come here and we get to worship God and enjoy this presence in this amazing way. But when we get to heaven, we're gonna, that's, that's gonna be in perfect measure. Right? And God, God has us here for a reason. I mean, he's given us lives to live. And he's given us things to do to expand his kingdom. So this great, op, this great time and this great experience that we have of coming into the presence and power of God here on, on these evenings has to produce something in our lives. Right? God is trying to... To, to work these things in us so that they can come out of us and that they can flow and that there can be this continuous stream of the Spirit, this continuous flow of this awesome thing that God is doing here coming out of us on a daily basis, looking differently in different places and in different ways wherever each of us uniquely get to go during our days. And Paul says something here that's so profound, so profound. This is... Such amazing revelation here. He says in verse 25, after he's done talking about the fruits of the Spirit, he says, if we live in the Spirit, 
Let us also walk in the Spirit. Now, this is, this is powerful, if you get this. When he says, let us live, in the Greek, that word live basically means to be made alive. So as we are born again by the Spirit, and we know that from Pastor Rick's teachings that that word pneuma means the breath or the wind of God blowing. So we are made alive as new creations by that means, if you will. But then he says after that, also walk in the Spirit. A second concept here that he brings out, walking in the Spirit. So as we walk, it's also by the Spirit. So it's also by the same means, that same breath, that same blow of God, that same spiritual activity, supernatural power supply from heaven, not in ourselves, that allows us to do that. But how amazing of a thing and how great of a truth for us to come to grips with as Christians that we can be made alive in the spirit but not necessarily walking in the spirit that's powerful isn't it we can be made alive by the spirit but not walking in the spirit during our daily lives this thing rocked my world And we can look at Jesus' life to get the perfect example of what this really means. Because in his life on this earth, we know that he was without sin. Yet he was in a fleshly body. The Bible says that he, we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was tempted in all things, even as we are, yet was without sin. So he walked it perfectly. Every step, think about this, that Jesus took, every step, every word, every moment, was 100% perfectly in sync with what the Father's will was for his life. He never disengaged, if you will, or disconnected from that flow of the Spirit and what it was producing in his life. And we know from scriptures that we find our Jesus in many different places, in many different settings. We find him in worship. We find him in times of prayer. We find him in times of ministry to other people, performing miracles. And we find him hanging out with good friends and just celebrating their company and loving on them. Yet in all of those things, in all those times, in all those settings, what I'm, what I'm saying and getting at is that the breath of God was blowing through him, that the will of God was happening, that the spirit and the presence of God was performing its will in his life on this earth 100% of the time. And so we come here on these amazing Tuesday nights and we get to experience this thing with God, this time with God that's like none other. But it's got to produce something, right? It's got to flow out of us. It's got to go with us each day as we move along and we move forward in our lives. Jesus demonstrated this in the flesh. We know in John chapter 5, verse 30, the Bible said that, or the Bible says that Jesus told them, I don't do my own will, but I do the will of my Father that sent me. And he also says in John 14, the words I speak to you are not my own words. 
they're on the authority of the Father in heaven. So his words, his actions, all of these things, they weren't Jesus the man doing stuff. It was the power and the presence of God flowing through him, the breath, the wind of God flowing through him and operating in his life on a daily basis. And while we'll never be able to achieve what Jesus achieved in the sense that 100% of the time he was always connected to the Father's will, we most certainly can strive to get as close as we can, can't we? To where as we walk through our daily lives that this same sweet presence and experience and power of what God is doing is still right there with us and we get to just see different things happening and God doing different things through us and among us as we move forward because we stay engaged and we stay connected and we continue to walk in the steps that our Father has already preordained for us to walk in. And we continue to walk in the Spirit just as we've been made alive in the Spirit. As we come here on and worship on nights like tonight, we get, it becomes increasingly familiar to us, right? We get to get more in tune with recognizing that presence of God, recognizing His workings among us and in us and through us. And really that should just allow us to continue to, to be more apt and more conscious or, if, if you will, just striving to allow that to happen day after day in our lives when we leave here and we go out of here. And if we get a good picture of our Jesus as our friend, as wanting to just spend this time and be with us and present with us all the time through everything we go through, I believe that as we get that picture of our Jesus, that it will be we will be more and more inclined to continue to stay engaged and walking in the Spirit and in the steps that God has planned and prepared for us. He's our God. He is holy. He is all-powerful. But He is also our friend. He is also our friend. He's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Right? This is an amazing attribute of God, that he can be God and holy and all-powerful and all-knowing and beyond our ability to even grasp a small portion of, yet at the same time be the closest friend that we have. That is absolutely amazing. We know in Exodus 33 that the Bible says that God spoke to Moses face-to-face as a friend would to a friend. And God's no different today than he was then. That's the same kind of relationship that he desires to have with all of us. To be so close and so dear to us that it's the closest relationship that we have. We know that as as the church, we are the bride of Christ, right? This is a love relationship. And... I think about my wife and my kids and, you know, 
my love for them, there's few things that I could even think about that compare to that. And there's always a longing to be with them. There's always an awareness of where they're at or what they're doing or what, how they're fitting into the situation in my life that's at hand. Even whenever I'm you know, at work during the days, I'm thinking about what they're doing and where they're at and because of that love relationship. And I'm just saying to you that God is the same way. If he numbered every hair on your head, how much more would he not want to be involved in every moment, in every detail of your life? And if he's involved in every moment, in every detail in your life, and you're always just seeing him as friend, and he's there with you, then how much would that presence and that power and that spirit of God that we're experiencing here just flow out of us and be present and manifesting in our lives all the time in just different types of ways. I think that for a lot of us, and I know that I can definitely say that for me too, in times that you think about your day, right, and you wake up and maybe you you wake up and you say a prayer or you just kind of thank God for what he's going to give you today. And then you just kind of go about your way and you start getting ready and then you commute and you're thinking about traffic and getting there on time and then you get to work and you think about getting the tasks done at hand and doing this and doing that and then you drive home, you're trying to make it there for dinner and then you spend time with your family and then, you know, you go to bed and maybe you say a prayer, you read the Bible and you spend some time with God again and it's kind of like it's the bookends of your day, you know. But all that time in between, we could be missing some of the most intimate moments with our Father in heaven that desires to be a part of every little detail of our lives. Think of this for a second. God, who is above, beyond, and outside of time, he created it right? He created time. He's beyond it. And if he created time, then every moment of time from beginning to end has been accounted for by God. And what's more is that for all of us and everything that God created, he assigned purpose to every moment of time that we have. Hallelujah. He assigned purpose to every moment of time. How much of that time do we go through and just pass through and just miss all the steps that God has laid out in front of us for us to walk in? How many of the intimate moments did our closest friend and lover of our soul desires to spend with us and be a part of with us, are we missing out on that we can be enjoying and we can be experiencing all day and just staying in this presence, in this flow, and this walking in the spirit of the breath of God blowing through us and in us in our lives on a daily basis? You know, when I look at my phone and I look at my text threads 
right? If you've got your phone, go ahead and just pull it out for a second. Make sure it's on vibrate. But just look at, pull up the most recent text from your wife or your husband or something. And some of you, you maybe keep your threads for a long time. Some of you delete them. But if, you, if it looks somewhat similar to mine, there's just a lot of just random activity that my wife and I get to share. Hey, what are you doing today? Hey, what are you eating for lunch? How's your day going right now? Hey, I just talked to so-and-so. Guess what they had to say? The people that are closest to us, our dearest relationships, it's almost like their presence sort of blankets a whole bunch of the random activity that happens throughout our lives because we love them and they're just so dear to us and we just get to enjoy and experience life together. What would the text thread look like between you and God if you were to look at that over the course of a day or a week? I know what he wants it to look like. He wants it to saturate your life. He wants it to permeate every experience that you have and every step that you take. I want that. And when I come here and I get the pleasure and the privilege of experiencing something so amazing as what we experience on Tuesday nights, I go out of here and my soul longs for it all week long. All week long. And I don't have to be standing here with a great worship team to feel that. It helps. It gets me there on Tuesday nights and it helps to keep me full, right? But I'm just saying that, man, it's amazing that we can, ex- we can experience that and God can be right there. We can just be checking in with God all day long. On our commute, right? Time of prayer, worship. We get to work. We may have encouraging words for other people. Everything we do, we do unto the Lord, as it says in Colossians, with all of our heart. We get to come home, be with our family, raise up our children in the ways of God. You see what I'm getting at? God has assigned purpose to every part of your life. No time has been unaccounted for. No time has not been assigned purpose in your life. And the key to walking in that purpose is you're just walking in that flow of God, that breath of God, that spirit of God. To walk means to walk by rule. In the Greek, it's a word stoichio. And it doesn't mean that we do it on our own, that it's a matter of self-discipline or, or self-exertion. It's to walk by rule, to allow the spirit of God to rule our lives and flow through us in such a way that all of the natural parts of the man, the flesh, are in subjection to the Spirit and yielding to what the Spirit is doing in our lives. The flesh will always be present while we're on this earth and it will always be screaming and opposing the things of the Spirit. The flesh will, we know that. But as, the, as we walk in the Spirit of God and it's blowing in us and through our lives and we are walking in His ways and His purposes that have been assigned to us before even time was created, then the flesh man yields in subjection to the things that the Spirit is doing in our lives. And it's a powerful and amazing and wonderful thing that God has made a provision that we get to enjoy and that we get to be a part of. 
I think for myself over these last number of months, it's been so awesome because really, I've just, it's sort of allowed me to redefine the parameters in my life of what I see as spiritual activity, of what I see as walking in the Spirit. Because now I, I, I look at every day throughout my day and moments and God, I love you. You're so awesome. Getting ready to go into this meeting. Do you got anything to say to me, Lord? Is there anything I need to know? Help me to be what I need to be here. I could get, go on and on and on with examples like that, right? But just redefining the parameters of what it means to be engaged in spiritual activity, to be operating on that spiritual wavelength that God wants us to be in on a continuous basis, day after day, just as we know and see that our Jesus was, walking in the purposes and the ways of God, staying in the presence of God, Spirit of God just being powerful in our lives, in the flesh yielding and staying in subjection, although still screaming and raising up, being in subjection to what the Spirit is doing in us and through us. A lot of us are going to go and fill up our cars tomorrow, right, because they're on E and they're low and you got to have gas to get where you're going to go to continue to, to drive and move. And so when you fill up your tank, you're going to drive, and then you're going to forget about the fact that gasoline is being burned and combusted in order to make your engine operate and for your car to drive. You're just going to be going about your day, and all that's going to be happening behind the scenes underneath the hood of your car. But you've got to fill it up when it's on E in order to keep on going. You're not aware, necessarily, most of the time, of what's happening underneath the hood there. And as we get filled up in moments and times like this tonight where God is so powerful, showing up and just doing amazing things, and we go on our days from here about our business, about the things that God would have us to do, just because we're not aware of it mentally doesn't mean there isn't spiritual activity that's happening. Doesn't mean that the Spirit of God isn't in communication and, and communing with our spirit to produce the things in our lives that he wants to produce. We don't have to have an understanding about everything in order for our spirit to be engaged and in, in walking in the things of God that he has for us. Real faith persists in the absence of understanding. And we just have to have faith that God can and will move and breathe and blow through us and through our lives in such a way that we can stay connected and stay engaged and have that spiritual activity moving in us and through us all the time and that his purposes for our lives can continue to just be produced, that fruit can be produced in our lives around us 
and that amazing things can happen all the time, everywhere we go, in everything, every setting that we find ourselves in.